Hello, and welcome to One Real Good Thing, where we dive into one thing you can do today to propel your life in a healthy direction. I'm your host, Ellie Krieger. In this episode, I'm talking with Toby Amador, a registered dietitian with an expertise in culinary nutrition, food safety, and media communications. She's the nutrition expert for foodnetwork.com and founding contributor to their Healthy Eats blog. And she's the author of eight cookbooks. Her most recent is the Family Immunity Cookbook. And she's sharing why adding garlic is one real good thing that can help keep you healthy. Hi, Toby Amador. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is great to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. So I want to just tell people about our personal connection because I've known you for so many years and we worked together way back when, when I first started my Food Network show. And I credit you very much so for getting me on board with my social media. So thank you for that. And I owe you a lot for that. So I appreciate you so much and your expertise and your friendship over the years. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And likewise, I've learned so much from you. So I absolutely love your new book, The Family Immunity Cookbook. And a lot of us, understandably, are very concerned with having optimal immunity these days. And one of the things I love about your book is that it doesn't buy into all the hyperbole around this that we're seeing so much. And there's so much marketing around immune boosting and so on that makes me actually recoil. But in your book, it's quite the opposite. You're talking about ways to enhance your immune response, to enhance your immune, to support your immune system, but you're taking a very holistic approach. So this show, this podcast episode, it's about one thing. This is the show, One Real Good Thing. So we're talking in particular about one thing, and that is garlic, which we'll get into. But there's no one thing that's going to change your immune system. You can't just eat garlic and have a totally unbalanced life and have a great immune system. It doesn't work like that. And you really spell that out so clearly and so in a friendly voice in your book. And one of the things, you know, you really start off with is these six habits to energize your immune system. So just briefly to give us this background, to give us the context before we dive into the one thing, what are these six habits? So the six habits are keeping hydrated. The second one is to get plenty of sleep which a lot of us forget to do, to exercise regularly. The fourth habit is to consume alcohol in moderation, which according to guidelines is one drink per day for a woman and two drinks per day maximum if you choose to drink for a man. And so, uh, the size matters, by the way. Oh, when you say yeah, one size, drink, it can't be a goblet or a, that's right. a vase full of white wine. That's right. And the percent of the alcohol by volume matters too, but that's a whole other show. <laughs> and healthy eating, which that's where garlic kind of comes in. And then finding good ways to deal with stress. So all of those things. And really this show is perfect for all of that because each week I'm talking about one element of lifestyle. So ostensibly everything we talk about on this show could be immune enhancing in some ways because a healthy you means an optimally immune you as well. So it, it all really works beautifully together. And in terms of healthy eating, so to drill down a little bit, there are foods that you point out can have a unique effect or maybe a more profound effect on our immune response even. But in general, and everyone really should know this, you have to have an overall balanced 
diet, an overall balanced, nutrient-rich, adequate calories in order to have a good immune system. So none of this in one, one slice of anything is going to change everything. You re- it really is in the context of this balance. So with that all said, which is important, you have 25 foods to build your immune system. And then you have all these beautiful recipes that incorporate these foods. And it's just really wonderful. But I'm zeroing in, and we are zeroing in today on your one real good thing, which is to add garlic for flavor and health, particularly immune health. So let's talk about garlic. This really caught my eye in your book because it was your number one, your number one food to build your immune system. So they're not like an alphabetical order or anything. So there's a reason why you put it is as number one. So why did you put it as number one? Because I feel that garlic is used just in so many different ways in your kitchen. And so it's just an easy thing, the easy one thing to do. And it also has, it just has so many good things in it. It provides a lot of important vitamins and minerals like the antioxidant vitamin C, vitamin B6, selenium, potassium, but it also has hundreds of sulfuric compounds. And research suggests that those sulfuric compounds provide the anti-inflammatory properties in garlic. And so I found that that was, I don't know, it just really, to me, garlic was just something that was just an easy to do. And all the foods on this list, by the way, are really easy to find in a supermarket. And that was the point. Right. It's nothing mystical, really. It's stuff that we were normally eating probably what we have in our cupboard in our refrigerator already. So that's really cool. And certainly most of us incorporate garlic into our meals all the time because it provides such incredible flavor. So we're going to dive into that. But I think one of the things that's really interesting about garlic is you reference an article, a scientific paper, which was a review article in there. And I I copied that and, and read through it. And one of the things besides, I think it's not for nothing, that garlic has such a strong history in terms of traditional medicine, in terms of the folklore of it, that in terms of being a protective food. And then when you do the science, when you look at the science, you see that that it really holds up. And what's fascinating in this article that I read is two things really struck me. One is that garlic has so many different protective compounds and mechanisms. It's not just one thing that can be isolated. It's many different compounds within this beautiful clove, within this beautiful head of garlic. Because there are so many different compounds, it's acting in a multitude of different ways when you actually eat a clove of garlic. And also, depending on how you get the garlic. So if it's cooked in oil, if it's cooked in water, if it's powdered garlic, all different forms of garlic each retain certain of these benefits. So it was interesting to me because I personally really cannot tolerate raw garlic very well. <laughs> and you hear about all the benefits of raw garlic. And I I literally, I can even smell it. If a person ate a lot of raw garlic, I can't even stand the smell on them. But I love it cooked. I love it roasted. I love it. I'll boil it with my potatoes and mash them together. I love it. Um, I just recently started making garlic confit, simmering it in oil and using that. And I can tolerate it like that. I can tolerate garlic powder. And I never really knew, am I getting all the benefits? So I think that aspect of the study is super interesting. No, I definitely agree with you. And I think also there's a thought that it has to be, you know, fresh garlic or raw garlic to get all the benefits. But the research shows that that's not the case, which is really fascinating. 
Yeah, super fascinating. You know, I was talking to you about it earlier and I said, well, how much garlic do we need? And I really liked your answer to that question. So what? how much garlic do we need? So it's much more complicated of, a, of an answer because there's not enough research because you mentioned that, and I also mentioned there's a hundred sulfuric compounds in there and we don't know which one does what uh, necessarily. There's not enough research for that. And also you're looking at short-term versus long-term, like, did they do a study for 12 weeks? Is it for a year and a half? And these long-term studies have not been done with, you know, they have to know, is it an isolated compound, one or two of the compounds in there or the garlic clove itself? So it gets pretty complicated. And then there's one more level is what about the different health issues it helps with? So there might be one component or a bunch of components that help with maybe cardiovascular disease while something else helps with the immune system. So that's what I mean with a lot of research is needed. Right. And it's really hard to, hard to isolate. So I think where we can land and part of your answer to that question to me was very often people you know focus on that number and then they wind up taking supplements. And because of the complexity of it, neither both of us agree that supplements are not necessarily the way to go here. This is about incorporating the whole food into your life as much as possible. So when you do that, then you're going to get the benefits of all of the different compounds and in different ways, depending on how that garlic is processed that you use. So I think that's important. And it was interesting to me that one of the big highlights of this is that it does seem to actually stimulate certain immune compounds, certain immune cells of our body, which is just fascinating. I mean, it's pretty powerful stuff. It certainly is. But again, that's what people tend to do. Okay. Let me run to the supplement and then my immunity is good. No, it doesn't work that way. It's just one component included in that one thing you can do to really help your, if that's what you're looking to do for your, your immune system is just use the dried, use some crushed, you know, chop it, put it in oil or water, like you mentioned, but use those different components throughout your cooking, you know, during the week. And you can use it if you like raw garlic, great. But I think it's wonderful to know that also cooked garlic, if you cook it in oil and mellow it that way, if you roast it, if you boil it, if you eat dried, you know, garlic powder, which many people can tolerate, you're still getting some of the benefits of the garlic. And I would like to also mention in this that I mentioned that I can't really tolerate raw garlic, but many people can't tolerate garlic at all. And what's interesting about that, depending on some people have issues with FODMAPs in their diet, which is a certain type of fiber, right? And that garlic has them, onions, shallots, all of that has these FODMAPs. So if you have issues digesting garlic, one thing you can do, it's often the portion of the garlic that is water soluble that you can't digest. So one thing you can do is make a kind of garlic oil, garlic infused oil, where you take the garlic and simmer it in the oil, but then pull the actual solids out then you're going to get some of these fat-soluble compounds in the oil that are beneficial. And you're going to get the flavor in the oil in a way that doesn't necessarily bother you if you have issues with FODMAP. So I think that's super interesting. They actually sell um, FODMAP-friendly garlic oil in the store now too, if you don't want to make it yourself. But I think it's really interesting to know that even if you think you can't tolerate garlic, you may be able to tolerate it in different ways and you will get some benefits. I love that. I love that tip. 
<laughs> so you have some wonderful garlic recipes in your book. What are some of your favorite ways to use garlic? I mean, I honestly love it. Like my number one way is roasted head of garlic in the oven with some olive oil on it, and then just spread it on like a beautiful slice of toast or bread. So great. (laughs) And the thing is, is that it also gives you a healthy bread spread. Whereas you might otherwise slather a bunch of butter. There's also this displacement effect of like a health, if you do use olive oil, just doing it in a healthier fat sort of way. Exactly. But that's my after skiing. That's my number one thing. I don't know why. Après ski roasted garlic. (laughs) I I love it. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And then you have this wonderful bronzino recipe with tomato, olive and garlic sauce that you said is your kid's favorite. One of your kid's favorites. Yeah. I made it when I was tested it and I just love the flavors of tomatoes and olive is so Mediterranean. And and that's where my background is from. And so I gave it to all my kids for dinner. I'm like, that's for dinner, kids. <laughs> that's what I mom, mom worked on. And, you know, that was my work today. And they all like licked the plates. They loved it. They asked when I'm going to make it again. And now it's in regular rotation, right? Oh, absolutely. They love Bronzino and they love it this way. So you have that on your website. So, well, on my website, I'll provide a link. So if people want to check that out and then also, I wanted to let you guys know that I just recently really got into this garlic confit. You just take a big bunch of garlic, two heads of garlic, cover it, literally cover it in olive oil, simmer it on as low as possible until it's like golden and fragrant and sweet and melty. And then you can keep it in the refrigerator for about two weeks. You don't keep it at room temperature because that's a, a risk, food safety risk, which you're an expert on food safety. We'll have to have you back talking about some stuff there sometime. <laughs> But one thing I like to do is take that garlic confit with the oil and everything and put it into an ice cube tray and freeze it in cubes and then put those cubes into a bag. And then I have this gorgeous chunks of garlic flavor that I could put into stews. I can just kind of take them out and let them kind of melt down and use that as a bread spread. So I love the garlic confit and it makes a fabulous dressing. If you put it with like oil and balsamic vinegar and a little mustard and a little honey or something, it's fabulous as a dressing. I'll post that one on my website, that dressing. How about that? Um, So we can get people to enjoy some more garlic. And yeah, I think, I don't know. Here's a question for you. This one I think is very controversial. I find that it's about a 50-50 yes or no, hate or love response. Do you use a garlic press? I do. I do love it. I'm sorry, but I don't only use it. That's the thing. I don't only use it. Yeah. Um, I use a garlic press too, because I, if I have to chop more than one clove, I'll use the garlic press for mincing garlic. But I actually love, and a lot of people are like, no, but like I said, it's very controversial. But that said, I also think one of the most underrated ways of cutting garlic is just slicing it. So thinly slicing it and then toasting it in oil at a very low heat until it's like crispy. Mm. Then you could pull it out and use the oil alone if you want to, or you could put those little crispy bits on top of your dish as a garnish. That's also one of my favorite ways to use garlic. Sounds delicious. I love slicing it and just using it that way so I can get the bits in it later on. I just, I like sometimes the nice, because I like the garlic flavor when I cook it like that. Yeah, totally. It tastes toasty. It tastes totally different than if you just saute it. So I totally recommend doing that. The key is just not burning it because if you, if you walk away and it burns, 
then uh, you will have a lot of bitterness. So there are many bitter compounds that develop if you burn garlic, which is one of the reasons to use like a lower heat with garlic. So that's an important one from a culinary point of view. So I don't know if there's anything else you want to add about garlic in particular or about immune health in general before we wrap up. The only thing that my book I do go through for each one is a lot of people don't realize how to store or select. And I think that's always important to go through. For example, like when you're going shopping, you want to look at your garlic bulb. You want to look, make sure it doesn't have any blemishes on it and that it's tight and firm and it has dry skin. You want to, you know, look at all those components. So you always want to look and smell and see and touch. I'm very into that. And then with storage, because not everybody you know knows how to storage to keep its shelf life, you want to use an open ventilated container in a cool, dry place. So make sure it's not by the sun or not by the stove. And you can do that for up to three months. And then once you've actually taken out some of the cloves, then you do want to use that pretty quickly. About seven to 10 days, you do want to use that. Great advice. Thank you so much, Toby Amador. And check out her book, The Family Immunity Cookbook for lots of great recipes and just a really smart approach. Thank you, Toby. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening. I hope you're inspired to get more garlic into your life. I know I am. Go to elliekrieger.com to learn more about Toby Amador and get links to delicious, easy, garlicky recipes. Join me next time for another One Real Good Thing.